Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. If you've been following this podcast, it's been nearly three months and I've wrapped up the first season of the 100 Masked Men series with 25 interviews of anonymous men from all around the world talking about what masculinity means and how that affects how they interact with women. I know you've been waiting for this episode. I can't let the first season go without talking about something that I'm actually an expert in, sex toys and masturbation. I'm actually so surprised that most of the conversations I've had with these anonymous men ended up being way more emotionally charged around fear of disappointment rather than a genuine desire to connect and garner more intimacy through sex. This week, we heard from a man who engages in platonic phone sex with his female friends, and that includes me. We send each other links of new video releases from our favorite porn stars or a new video with a certain style. So like, for example... Couch sex is my jam, and I actually do this with a lot of male friends, where we share porn videos of just couch scenarios. Um, Although I can't really say that it's necessarily all platonic, but the pandemic has definitely given it more of an excuse to keep things that way. It's very interesting, actually. I mean, I share a lot of images, videos, links, quotes, anything about certain sexual actions, Um, and I do them without any intention on it becoming a reality, especially with the people that I'm speaking to. I mean, it's sexual content, yes, but the idea shouldn't be about us actually performing these things. Do you look at every single thing on the internet and expect to do it too? Think about it. How many things do you look at on Instagram that you might like, share, save, whatever, send to your friends, and how often do you go back to it and actually do something about it? Rarely. Mass man number 24, the erotica writer, was with a totally random guy I found on Twitter who happened to write erotica novels. And as a gay man writing in the perspective of a straight woman, it made me wonder, what even is authentic sex? Do we have the potential to be authentic in having sex? If pornos and erotica novels are scripted, written by people that have never actually experienced it, and are basically just guessing what it might feel like based on what others have told them or stories that they've heard, what is the underlying message we're being conditioned to believe? This conversation made me completely reconsider what sex even means to me. I mean, is it even building a connection or intimacy with somebody? One thing is for sure, though, it doesn't feel like it's that raw animalistic passion. It feels systematic. Speaking of authentic sex or the concept of raw, passionate, amazing sex, the fireworks, the whole deal, that's not authentic. That's living out a pornographic rom-com, and who created that rom-com that made you think that that is the way sex is supposed to be? I don't know. I feel like I've been brainwashed this whole time to be that sexy vixen type, and in following those orders resulted in basically a loss of connection with any of my partners and definitely not the best sex. When you think of certain, like, only fans accounts or famous porn stars that actually are famous that's like a table star name that everyone knows about does that mean that we're all watching the same porn we can't all be attracted to the same type of sex can we because that would be fucked up and i guess this is why i'm so obsessed with toys because it's a place where you're allowed to play literally they're toys 10 years ago i began my professional writing career by writing the descriptions for one of the first sex toy e-commerce sites. From there, I became a freelance writer for an industry magazine commenting on the latest new gadgets. 
I was even quoted on an article in the Financial Post about the business of sex toys. But back in those days, masturbation wasn't so widely accepted. In fact, a lot of my main boyfriends wanted me to hide what I did, take it off my blog, stop writing, and I obliged. It's funny how we're all clearly sexual beings, yet we want to keep our weird, kinky, NPS, totally natural sexual desires locked behind closed doors. Last week's episode showed some examples of how we are actually more sexualized when we're clothed than if we were just butt naked 24-7 and talked about sex so openly that it was just unsexy. Imagine talking about masturbation the way you talk about breakfast. Like, yeah, I woke up and I just masturbated. Or, oh my God, I had like the best masturbation session the other day. Or, eh, whatever, I'm just going to go to sleep and masturbate. I mean, why can't we normalize that? Nowadays, whenever someone hears that I'm a closet expert in sex toys, uh, mostly women spill into my DMs asking, what sex toy should I get? The problem with this question is you're thinking there's only one toy to get. A sex toy isn't like a partner. And fuck, even with a partner, are you even getting everything you want with one partner? This is going to date me, but 10 years ago, dual vibrators just came out. That could mean that a vibrator is vibrating on both ends if it's a toy for two to ride or the conventional rabbit vibrator we've all seen in Sex in the City. And just so you know, that old thing just had one massive motor and the bunny ears and the shaft vibrated together at the same time. The new school of toys allowed you to pick and choose the vibrations between the ears and the shaft. I know, wild totally new stuff. Then we introduced triple vibes, and that obviously includes anal play. These are the three main areas for me, clitoral, vaginal, anal. I would highly discourage a newbie from getting a three, mod a three motor vibe because just like any all-in-one product, it never really works all-in-one. And also, remember, there's no one-size-fits-all body type, so chances are you're going to experience some discomfort in one of those three-in-one type of contraptions. If you're asking me, I'd get a separate toy for each of the three areas and then switch them up based on what you like and don't like. I look at a lot of sex toys <laughs> like kitchen utensils. There's a spatula, there's spoons, forks, knives, all for different uses. Now, you can flip an egg with two forks instead of a spatula. There are no rules, no judging. They're just better tools for better results. I remember when I was working in the sex toy industry and I was dating this guy and he asked me what my fantasy was. I mean, I guess it's still kind of a fantasy because it's never happened, but I wanted to wear a strap on and fuck a guy. I mean, I don't even know how to fuck like a guy, but... I mean, I thought it would be pretty cool to do the fucking instead of the, the being fucked part. Uh, needless to say, that never happened. And I ended up giving the unused strap on to my friend. She strapped it on a chair and wrote it. Now, once again, I'm not judging. Go ahead and get off with whatever you want, however you want. But there are better products out there. And just like any product category in any store, there's a multitude of sex toys available to suit your needs. You have to explore a couple of them to decide on what works for you. Whenever women come to me asking for a recommendation, it kind of worries me. How can someone give me the power to decide what their sexual pleasures are going to be? And yet, this is the responsibility that straight men take without question. Like, they're just supposed to know innately, intrinsically, naturally. How would you know? I, 
I kind of conclude the first quarter of the 100 Masked Men series on a high note. Another total random that I found on the internet, Masked Man number 25 is a naked man who I believe has one of the healthiest sex lives I've ever encountered so far. Married to a delicious woman who frequently models in the nude. And the couple has been going to nude beaches, nude resorts, and even made friends with other nudists that eventually led to swinging partnerships. Now, he discourages people going to one of those one-night-stand-type swinger clubs uh, because they were mostly orchestrated by other men that wanted to openly cheat on their partners. And the idea of partners participating as a way to, you know, take one for the team and that just isn't how we should be having sex. We need to hear more of these types of conversations. I think we're prioritizing our partner's pleasure ahead of our own. Or maybe just trying to equate the two. I heard a couple guys on the show say that they get pleasure when they're able to please their partner sexually. And it's one thing for men, from the stories that I've heard, about navigating around a body, learning the ins and outs, finding the right buttons to press... And for guys, maybe this is the ultimate game of operation. Who knows? But for women, I don't know where this is coming from, but I know I felt pressured to be sexy because men want sexy women. Maybe it was a way to keep men from cheating on me by being as exciting as I could be. But how deep can a relationship get if it's all based on sex and one-upping each other on how to please the other? I feel like men work one way on one-upping the other, you know, sizing the other up, whatever. I can take him, whatever. Uh, it doesn't work that way for women. I think, I mean, I know for me at least that I actually seek to build connection. And um, if I were to hear that he wants a third member in the bedroom, then I would just do that, right? For the sake of the relationship. But at what cost? And what message does that give to men? If you are planning to bring in sex toys to spice up your sex life with a partner, you're giving your partner all the power to control your sexual experience. You're relying on your partner to not only deliver using his own body, but now adding additional tools to get you off. The problem with this is you're using sex toys as a way to create more intimacy, but masking it in sexy foreplay. But how on earth can you spice it up if you don't even know what your flavor is? Back to the idea of the kitchen. Ever get those fancy kitchen items that take up your whole counter? Like a juicer and a blender and a food processor all in one type of thing? Or like some kind of ornate vintage crystal bowl that you're never going to use because you're too afraid to break it? I don't know about you, but most of my friends give me kitchen or sex toys as gifts. And I enjoy them so much because... It says so much about them, uh, a lot more about them than it does about me. You don't need a $300 glass dildo to hit your G-spot. You just need to know what works for you, and that begins with exploration. So if you want to go there, my go-to sex toy for partners is the Bullet Vibe. It's the size of a finger, and you can buzz it anywhere on either of your bodies for some added fun. <laughs> I remember the last time I used this, uh, I think... I was a bit lit one night with a new partner, and you know how it is with new sex. It's fun and exciting, and you're fumbling around, and then it's over. But then I still felt vibrating. I looked around the bed, couldn't find the bullet. Oh no, the bullet was still inside me, still buzzing. 
I thought I'd have to go to the hospital and I was mortified. What would I say to the doctor? Uh, yeah, there's a bullet vibrating inside me. Help. <laughs> Eventually, I just sat on the toilet for a while until gravity did its job. Future learning. Don't put bullet vibes inside anything. It's a very small item and supposed to be used on the surface of your body, not internally. And that's why we have bigger items like dildos or other items like eggs with a string. There are reasons why tools are made the way that they are. Again, no judgment. Still play with your toys as much as you want in any way or capacity, but be safe about it. Anyway, that was a long time ago. Here's the problem that I have with sex toys and guys that I'm talking to now in 2021. When they learn about my collection of sex toys, they want to try them all. But imagine a guy with a toolbox. Imagine the main items in a toolbox, a drill, a screwdriver, you know, a lot of very phallic things, actually. It's all the same motion, insert in, insert out. He's going to use everything like a drill, like it's an extension of his own penis and his sole purpose is to destroy you like it's a demolition at a new construction site. So what on earth is he going to do with an egg? Look, I don't attempt to use a prostate sex toy on a man in fear of totally ruining his ass. So let's all just ask for the same mutual respect, okay? Also, there are levels to this. When people ask me what kind of dildo I have or if size actually matters, here's the truth. I have a bunch of dildos of different sizes, of different girth, different colors. Some vibrate and some don't. There's no perfect dick size. There's just my mood whatever I feel like taking in my body at that time. And that is allowed to change whenever I want. Okay, that's all I have for you. Go ahead and play with some sex toys with yourself or with others. Just make sure that you don't have other people use toys on you. They can't feel what you feel. Use the toys on yourself in conjunction with the sex you're having. Decide where it goes, how long it goes, what you want to do, when you want it, and when you're done with it. Make sure that you maintain that control. And if you have any questions on any specific types of sex toys or interested in trying some, I don't know, sex equipment or have an idea of something totally wild, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda channel on Instagram and I'll be more than happy to chat. This is my jam. I'm obsessed about it. I can talk about it forever and I love it. Make sure to subscribe and I'll see you next Wednesday with some more episodes of The 100 Masked Men. Amanda out.